I was brought up in, quote, Bedford Stuyvesant in my town. But I would like to... Welcome to the Campaign TV show. I am your host, Brother King Cam. Violence. What do you fear? And it's a deep guilt thing. Got a good show tonight, family. You are afraid. Like and share. Come to power. Let's go. To you and your fathers, what you and your people have done to us. Scary, ain't it? Hope all that fear that you living with was worth it. Fuck, I look like praising y'all God. He never showed us mercy. You and my dogs get praise to Allah. Paint a picture perfect, sir. They say they listen if you preach, but it's all about how you work. How would you feel if I put lashes across your back? Come be your main thing. Share this out, family. Share this out. Campaign TV show podcast. Let's go. But let you eat first. Then let them laugh. But if you was coming with nothing but love, and all for hate and got it in blood. Load up the blicker, then pick out your sister. Tell her you're missing. Call you a thug. But if I was mad every time you was smiling, the only emotion I showed you was violence. If you beating in that nigga wild. And you working for free. But my money power. And you working for me. All of your hours. And my family. I'm shipping them out. Bitch, I sell you for free. Flexing my power. Bitch, I'm a bad and devour. Bitch, if I catch you at night all alone. Let's go. Now you hanging around, stripping your bridges and cutting the round. Come. Bitching and say that it's mine. Do it again and again over time. The hate that I feel, the hate that I will. Yeah, I taught you. That's not teaching your kind. What if one day I said, nigga, you free? You can do you, but not better than me. And get your ass now. You land on your feet. You building up something. Better off without me. Your community bust. You never need me. And them and me jobs. Now I'm scorching your street. Ain't shit you could tell us. I bet they won't catch us. Big by the boat. Share this out, family. Welcome to the campaign TV show. Let's go. Trickster. Give me your shine. Fuck if you bleed, just how I bleed. Fuck how you feel, you still ain't my kind. And fuck how you feel, you heal over time. And fuck if you don't, I'm still dealing with mine. I can wet you and they still let me slide. Blame a disorder, condition for crime. Bet if you trying to give you some time. And even if not, still hit with the time. Bet you scared of success, I condition your mind. To the back of the bus, you ain't sitting with mine. You can build up my home, but no living around mine. Then I catch you around here, ain't no visiting time. I kept you in chains and taught you to hate, then took off the leash. Start killing your kind. Then I'm like, I can offer you freedom. Yeah, yeah, family. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Campaign TV show. I am your host, Brother King Cam, and the track that y'all just was listening to is coming straight out of VA. A brother named Spacho Desi. Go check him out, man. That's his latest single called Black Massa. Make sure y'all go check that out. We've been dropping that on the podcast lately, family, so you want to make sure you tapped in. So tonight, we're going to be talking about the mindset and mission of black entrepreneurs. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan did a small... Uh, talk or presentation to entrepreneurs about this particular subject, so we're going to be listening to that, but the first thing I want you to do is I want you to like and comment, get as much engagement in the comment section. I need you to check in. Let me know where you're tuning in from, family, so we can get this out to as many people as possible. For the YouTube viewers, all the YouTube viewers, I need you to like, I need you to subscribe, and I need you to hit that bell so you can stay notified each and every time that we drop a video, family. That's how we doing it tonight. That's how we doing it tonight. So, as y'all have been listening, we have been playing that music on the podcast. So we are taking submissions for artists that have dope music. We will play it on the podcast, family. So you can email bookbrotherkingcam at gmail.com. 
bookbrothergmail at uh, brotherkingcam at gmail.com so that you can go ahead and put your music submissions in. Shout out to Sister Desiree that's in the building. North Carolina, what's going on? What's going on? You can check out that song, Black Massa at Splacho Desi. Brother Splacho Desi. That's that, that's that track right there. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Sweet, no doubt. Shout out to Brother Christopher, man. You know, when you able to see the people that continuously tune in, people that's continuously, you know, supporting black media, supporting the situation, it's always good to tap in with those uh, people. So shout out to Brother Chris. He's often in the building holding it down uh, for the family. So tonight, again, we're going to be talking about the mindset and mission of black entrepreneurs, the mindset and mission of black entrepreneurs. I think it's important that we go over this particular subject because the minister in this subject gives us a directive, lays out the mission and the mindset that we should be in if we aspire to be in the business and entrepreneurship family. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up that lecture. And what I want y'all to be doing is sharing this out to as many people as possible. Share this out. Hit that share button. It's that arrow on the bottom of the bo in the box that says share. I need you to hit that and share it to your feed. So you can get all of your followers over here to tap into the campaign TV show as well as their followers as well. So that's how we continue to build this thing up, family. So let me go ahead and get the minister on while y'all doing that. I pray all is well. You know, shout out to uh, the family that's in Texas right now dealing with that snowstorm. You know, they had a really, really bad accident a few days ago with like a hundred car pile up. So our prayers are, are, are with the families of those who were injured in that situation. And then you got the snowstorm that's freezing pipes and icing roads and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, just prayers out to the people that's being hit hard with that snowstorm all across the country in the north, in the south and everywhere else. All right. So let me go ahead and get the minister on right now, family. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. share that audio right there mm. see I learned how to fix that audio for y'all so I ain't having problems in the name of Allah the beneficent the merciful we give him praise and thanks for his mercy and his goodness to the members of the human family that whenever any member of this family strays from the straight path and earns his displeasure before he punishes, he always raises up from among the people a prophet, a messenger, or a warner to whom he gives what is called divine revelation in the form of scripture. We thank him for Abraham. We thank him for Moses and the Torah and the Israelite prophets who gave us what is called the Old Testament. We thank him for Jesus and the gospel and the apostles that gave us what is called the New Testament. And we thank him for Muhammad ibn Abdullah and his companions. And from Muhammad we have the Holy Quran. Peace be upon these worthy 
servants of the Most High. I am a student of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I could never thank Allah for his merciful intervention in our affairs in the person of a great master, Master Farad Muhammad, who came among us and taught the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and left him to teach and guide a nation toward not only freedom, justice, and equality, but to make us to know that we are no longer forsaken, that we are beloved of God. And our sojourn in America was fulfillment of divine prophecy, that the people of Abraham would go into bondage in a strange land among a strange people and would be afflicted in that land for 400 years, but after that time, God wouldn't send somebody, he would come himself to see after this people and raise from among us one like unto Moses. We thank him for his coming we thank him for the consciousness and the wisdom that he gave to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that I have spent my life sharing with people all over the world. I thank Mr. Guevara and our wonderful patriarch, Mr. Dudley, I thank him for his, his love. And as Brother Guevara said, not only his love, but his reverence for his teacher. As I was a little boy, I heard of S.B. Fuller. I heard of the work that he did and the people that sold his products throughout the nation who became independent and he made them entrepreneurs. So for our great brother on his 79th birth anniversary, to be celebrated for continuing the great work of his teacher and predecessor. I'm honored to be in his company and I am honored to stand in front of nearly a thousand entrepreneurs that really are the backbone of the economic development and salvation of our people. The enemy, 
Oh, I, sh I should greet you all in the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. The enemy has never wanted to see us economically powerful. And every effort that we have made to become economically strong, the architect of that economic strength was always labeled as anti-Semitic. From Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington wanted us to be economically free. The great Marcus Garvey came from Jamaica to meet Mr. Washington. He so admired Booker T. Washington that from Booker T. Washington's book, which he read, it started Mr. Garvey in his consciousness to raise the consciousness of black people in America and throughout the world. All of us are standing on the shoulders of somebody else. And none of us will live long enough to completely solve the problem. But each of us in our time has a function to perform and a mission bigger than just being an entrepreneur. That's the start of it. But what is the mission of the entrepreneur? It is not just to make money to fatten the pocket of an individual or a family, but the entrepreneur is the bellwether. They are the ones who signal to the people, we are present to supply our people's needs. The sad thing about our meeting today is we don't realize that we are still colonized. May I speak very frankly, please? Now, many of you would not like to think that we are in a colony. But a colony is an entity that the land that they're on really is taken over by somebody else. They work in the colony to feed the colonizer. And at some point in this great nation, the 13 colonies decided enough is enough. And they rose up against the king of England. And today we have the United States of America. But we didn't come on the Nina, the Pinta, or the Santa Maria. We weren't looking for a better place. We came in the holes of ships. 
and the enemy knew that he had a product not a human being but a product that he could use to build a country that we were never supposed to have equal justice equal opportunity and real freedom in yes so whatever city you live in to do business look at how many more are in our community doing business that don't look like us you can't go down into Chinatown and set up no egg foo young business. <laughs> the Chinese would walk by, in fact, you wouldn't even have a store. They wouldn't permit it. But here we are, a colony. The education control from the outside. The politics controlled from the outside. The spiritual teachers, preachers controlled from the outside. And all the colony agents have to go downtown seeking some support from the benevolent master. If you don't see yourself as being colonized, then you will never make the move to really become free. Have you been to Koreatown? We all like nice long hair. And we love our feet looking pretty and our nails being done. The Koreans have set up 90,000 stores in the black community. And they will not bank with any black bank in the black community. They take the money out and bring it back to their community and we are the ones who are building the immigrants into powers economically while we remain weak and impoverished I'm talking about the mass of the people now if there are members of the NAACP here that's where I started my consciousness through my mother. But I didn't know that the NAACP was established by black people, but white people along with them that did not want that organization to deal with economics. The theme was non-economic liberalism. 
whatever that means. But the first part is really clear, non-economic. So you could fight to change a law. You could fight to clean up uh, black and white fountains and where blacks are buried. We could bury along with white people. We could ma make that kind of fight. But the fight for economic strength would lead to war with them. And when we get to a certain point in our economic development, it appears that they give us an, an offer that we can't refuse. And all the great businesses that our giants have established for us that gave us pride in that entrepreneurial skill of Mr. Johnson in Chicago with Johnson products. 750 people he employed. But who got the building now? Who, who's running it now? all of the black hair care people. Somebody else is fixing our hair now. Even when we were frying it. We made the product that we use to give ourselves a little straightening out. But there's another product in town from Mr. S.B. Fuller and Mr. Joe Dudley and Mr. Elijah Muhammad and Mr. Garvey to straighten out what's under the hair. B.E.T. was ours. Now it's gone. Essence Magazine was ours. The other Mr. Johnson worked hard with Ebony and Jet and other magazines to put a building on Michigan Avenue in Chicago that we as black people who didn't live in Chicago could come to Chicago and be proud of what black people did. Now white people got the building and we got ebony. Even now they're coming after the funeral directors. We used to be the ones that bury our dead. But now since we're killing each other so great, the white man said that's a lot of money. So he comes in town and now we have a white person burying us with a smile. This is serious, brothers and sisters. There's a new spirit among our people. They really want to buy from their own. When we... When we decided 
by studying the words of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. When the garbage men in Memphis went on strike and Dr. King went to see about them. The night before he was assassinated, he started talking about redistributing pain. He thought, and rightly so, that when we're in pain, we have to inflict pain on those who inflict pain on us. Now, oh, Farrakhan, wait, wait just a minute. This, this sounds like revenge. No. It's called uh, retaliation for injustice. So Dr. King said, we should go by these big white companies and tell them that the Lord sent us by here to talk to you about your mistreatment of his people. Now, if justice for us is not on your agenda, we have something on our agenda. We're going to withdraw our dollars from your companies. Then he told them, take your money out of the white man's bank and put it in your own. Yes, he did. He said, don't buy Wonder Bread. Don't buy some of the products that were sold by whites to blacks in Memphis, but nobody cared about the little man. So this year, we said, let's boycott Christmas. I didn't say boycott uh, Jesus. In fact, Christmas has become nothing more than a mockery of Jesus. Using our love for Jesus to make it into a commercial enterprise where you go and spend money that you don't even have with big white business passed by black business, struggling, and spend your money with those who don't care for you. So we decided this year we were not going to participate. We're going to have Christmas, but in honor of Jesus. Instead of getting drunk in his name. I don't know how many of you own liquor stores. Not too many. But all in our community are the liquor stores. The Arabs are there. They know how to greet me. Assalamu alaikum. And I greet them back. But some of them are selling foods to our people that even a hungry dog would walk by. How are you going to tell me 
that you deserve to be in our community and feeding us less than good food, mistreating our women and girls, and selling us drugs on the side. Colony, that's what it is. White police. They're not protecting your business. They protect the white business in our community. We never did like Walmarts. Elijah Muhammad didn't have too much good to say about Walmart, because when Walmart comes in the community, they put out of business little small entrepreneurs like you and lower the price, and we run spending our money with them and watch black business close down. So this is war. And if you're not a soldier in the economic battle for justice and freedom, then we're going to lose. I, I, I don't want to spend too much time, but beloved brothers and sisters, we boycotted from Thanksgiving, all the way to the first of the year. I didn't realize how successful it was, because we toured the country telling black people, no, up with Jesus, down with Santa. Up with Jesus, but down with Santa. Send this fella back to the North Pole, let him take his reindeer, because why would you celebrate Jesus with a lie, telling your children that a big fat Caucasian is going to drop something down a chimney that you don't even have? So we shut it down. And guess what? <laughs> Several Walmarts closed, you know. Macy's, 40 stores closed down. Oh, yeah, all the big ones, Target, bad shape. The money that comes through our hands, $1.1 trillion this year, last year, pardon me, is enough to make us the ninth richest country on earth. And other nations that don't have that kind of economic strength use less than we get to support schools, hospitals, farms, factories. And we are looking at this, and it doesn't seem to inspire us to want to get up and really do business. 
So the theme of this was capitalism is the real path. I don't say I totally agree with that, but I do agree with our exercising the will to set up our own businesses. That is a way to get to freedom. You can call it capitalism. You can call it what you want. But doing something for yourself, that's the way to respect and recognition as a people. Now, I, 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 I know I got to say something tomorrow night, so I don't want to be too long today. But you know, God helped us. He, he, he saw we were trying to close them down, give them a little pain, you know. And God said, well, I'm just going to make the weather warm. And all the money that they had invested in all the winter gear, that helped them to close their businesses down. And as they closed down, I said to myself, maybe we need to go behind that. Uh, the Lord sent us by here. <laughs> Did you have enough yet? <laughs> that you were ready to do justice by us? You know, dear brothers and sisters, S.B. Fuller showed us a way at a time when maybe we didn't know that there was a way. Mr. Fuller was a creative genius. His products gave black people without jobs jobs. Now, how many of you are producers of a product that you would like to get sold in your store or in the community? How many of you have a product that you made? Would you raise your hands, please? See, now that you need an outlet for your product. Mr. Johnson, bless his heart, Libya loaned us $5 million to create personal care products. We were going to follow Mr. Fuller. We went to Mr. Johnson, and we went to the black bank and had the money sent from Libya to a black bank. Five million dollars. It never touched our hands. It went from Libya to a black bank. I sat down with Mr. Johnson. We were going to make products. And when members of the Jewish community heard that he was going to make products for me and the nation of Islam, they told Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson, if you do anything 
for him, we will not distribute your product. And we will close you down. I said to Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson, let's circle the wagons and let's fight this. He said no. And he stopped making any advancement in the products that were being designed by his company for us. And then as the chairman of the board of Independence Bank, he and the president of the bank came to my office and asked us to take the money out of their bank. You didn't hear me. I, I was so hurt because we look up to our economic giants. But in reality, most are midgets. Now, I'm not putting us down. We are midgets in the eyes of the business world that takes our money and they don't look favorably at us. Now, of course, when you're doing business, you go to a bank, you get loans, and you try to make your business successful. Some of us have stores, one on this corner, one in the next corner, but we don't have unity. The Greeks, they're in the community, but when they buy, they go to the market as a unit, buy cheaper, sell cheaper, capture the market. So we've got to know how capitalism works. <laughs> It can work for us, yes, but we are not working it as we could if we learned how to, as George Frazier, if you listen to him, he's telling you about linkage, about networking. You don't, we don't think like that, brothers and sisters. So we lose. We're so individualistic in our capitalistic mentality. We're always competing with each other instead of uniting, pooling resources and expanding good for each other. That's capitalism, but it's intelligent capitalism. It is, family. There it is. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, family. So, you know, the minister hit on so many different points when he was talking about intelligent capitalism. He talked about how we are always at the mercy of the 
enemy when it comes to business, even though in our eyes, the business seems like it's flourishing. The entrepreneurs seem like they're doing what they have to do. They're doing their thing, and they may seem like giants to us, but when it comes to reality and it's time to do business, then they really, as the minister said, they're not giants at all. They're really midgets. So, you know, the minister, man, he always has a special way of getting the truth and telling us the truth. So we appreciate the minister for that. One thing that I want to read from Closing the Gap, the minister gave us some good guidance on what business is in this book, Closing the Gap. So if you don't have this book, Closing the Gap, you want to get this right here. All right? And I want to read this to you just to lay this pressure on your mind. The minister said that the science of business is the knowledge of how to satisfy the natural needs of a human being in the manner that pleases God. Stop. Now, in this society, we have been taught that chasing the bag is how we go about business. We have been taught that making money is the bottom line when it comes to doing business. So in that mindset, this is how we go about establishing business. We don't think about building rapport and relationships. We don't think about giving value. We don't think about how many people we can impact, but we are focused heavily on how much money we can make, how much money we can make. But the minister is telling us right here that the science of business is the knowledge of how to satisfy the natural needs of a human human being in the manner that pleases God. So the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. So that means you have to go into business with the mindset to address the needs of the human family, but also please God. So that means we can't be doing no scamming type of business. We can't be going around here scamming our people. We can't be going around you know, not being professional, having poor customer service. So, you know, that's one of the knocks on black business, that the customer service isn't how it should be, right? The customer service isn't in a manner that it should be, and we always complain about that. And a lot of entrepreneurs take offense to that. But I say that we have to spend money in the realm of customer support because the customer experience is very big when it comes to doing business. But the reason why we get upset about that is because we really don't know. We haven't been trained in the science of business to understand how this thing go. So we trip up a lot when it comes to doing business family. Don't leave me now. We got to stick around because we're going to give some context to this family. And if you just coming in, we're talking about the mindset and mission of the black entrepreneur. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan was giving us the foundation on how we should go about doing business, how the enemy stepped in. So when everybody likes to talk about what the Nation of Islam is doing or not doing and things of that nature, when the minister had the money and was going to produce the products so that we could start to create an economic base for ourselves, the enemy stepped in and threatened our brother, and he was too weak to stand up to continue and to work with the minister and the nation so that we can build business. The minister took $5 million and put it into a black bank. 
Most entrepreneurs are not banking with black banks today. We got our money at Wells Fargo. We got our money at Bank of America and Navy Fed and all these different type of credit unions. But where's the support for the black bank? The minister took the money that he had and put it in a black bank and was working to build something for self. But the enemy came in. And because a lot of our entrepreneurial brothers and sisters are not strong enough to stand up and fight, then what happens is they fold like cheap tents. I just got to keep it real. They fold like cheap tents. You understand, family? So Sister Angela said, I got, I go to black restaurants in our community. I pay his attention or how they act with me with my orders as if I'm getting on their nerves. But when a white person come on or come in, they treat them better than me. I'm in your community. And that's what I'm talking about. We have to have a mindset of a servant. See, sometimes we get this, we get these jobs or we open up these businesses and then act as if somebody owe us something for opening up the business, right? So we treat our customers like crap. We blasting them on social media. You know, we, 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 we putting all of, all of the, uh, the, the customer stuff on social media in posts. We trying to blast them on emails and all that kind of crazy stuff. As an entrepreneur, you want to serve the people. You dare to serve the people's needs, and you should be doing it in a manner that pleases God. This is how we become successful. This is how they come. This is how we become successful, family. So listen to this. Business, which takes, of course, into consideration the acquisition of wealth, the proper use of wealth, or the creation of wealth. Mm. So now when we're talking about business, we're talking about the acquisition of wealth. We're talking about the creation of wealth, but not only that, we're talking about the what? The proper use of wealth. Not just, not just gaining wealth and then spending it foolishly. We're talking about the proper use of wealth. What is the proper use of wealth? Taking that money, putting it back into the business, right? So that we can pay employees so that we can create systems and we can create different things that allow us to be more efficient. That's the proper use of wealth, putting it back into your community, building STEM centers, making your community a safe and decent place to live, purchasing real estate, purchasing land, putting the money back. So it circles back supporting other black businesses. So if you are a restaurant owner, then you supporting the black cleaners. You supporting another black business that's in your community, a black grocery store, a black bookstore. You understand me? We taking that money and we making it circle in our community. So the money that I make from our people then goes to the black bank and then the black bank then loans that money back out to the people so that can purchase homes in the community. That's, this is what the Asians do. This is what everybody else does when it comes to that dollar. Before it leaves this community, they have patronized a number of their own before the dollar has left outside of that community. They didn't got their clothes clean at the cleaners. They didn't got their nails and toes done. They didn't got something to eat. They didn't went to the grocery store. They didn't went to the hair supply store. They didn't did all of that within their own community first before they took the dollars outside. So the proper use, oh, the minister's so heavy with it. He said the, the proper use of wealth, huh? And then there's the making of a product. The minister just hit on it. You got to make a product, family. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the entrepreneur some game right now. If you're going to get in this game as an entrepreneur and want longevity, you must make a product. 
It's not about what your service can do with your hands. It's not as much about how much hair you can braid or how many meals you can cook, how many cars you can fix, how many lawns you can cut, but it's about products that can outlast the talent because it's going to be a time when you're not going to be able to cut that hair. You're not going to be able to braid. You're not going to be able to cook that food. You're not going to be able to wash those cars or fix that car, but you can have a book that can teach people your method. Uh Oh, you can have a course that can teach people the things that you know that can help them do the same. You can duplicate yourself products. So the minister said there's a making of a product, the selling distribution of what one makes. So once you make that product, then guess what? You got to get with people to go ahead and get it distributed. Go ahead and get it out. You could do it yourself. Now, because you have direct consumer to the customer through social media, so now you can distribute your own product. And you can set up international trade and get drop shipping or get your orders from overseas, right? And distribute your product, family. So we really don't have any excuse except that we just lazy and that we don't want to get busy. Huh? So look, the creation of a means of satisfying necessities. I'm going to say that again because it just went over your head. It's the creation of a means of satisfying necessities, which means that your main business model should be solving a problem that is necessary for human life. Um, you, your entrepreneur plus a problem equals a business. Ooh, that's heavy right there. That's heavy. That's heavy right there. You understand? I'm going to say that again. Entrepreneur plus a problem equals a business. Straight like that. Straight like that. Because there are so many problems, so many needs, so many things that we have that, or so many things that we need that we have to be able to fulfill that for our people. So the minister says that the creation of a means of satisfying necessities, what necessities, brother minister? Food, clothing, shelter, trade and commerce. All of this is really a science. So in purpose to profit, as my brother Jake Teller Jacob said, that you have to be a scientist with business. A lot of times when you hear entrepreneurs speak, they talk about a leap of faith. You took a leap of faith. Well, that's true. In certain aspects, you do take a leap of faith when you're going out with into entrepreneurship, but that's a certain level of study. There's a certain level of scientific and mathematical uh, precision that has to go into business if you do it the right way that will maximize, huh? That will maximize your chances for success. See, so business is not something that you do in the dark. You're not just shooting in the dark when you becoming an entrepreneur and you're doing business, but you have to do market research. You have to understand who your target market is. Imperfect profit is called finding your Martha or finding your key, but understanding exactly who your target market is. Pricing properly, launching the business. Uh-oh. Because see, in the black community, we don't launch businesses. We open for business. That just went over your head. <laughs> That just went over your head. In the black community, we don't launch business. We open for business. And we wonder why our business is not successful because we're not going about it the proper way. But when you look at everything that is 
done successfully, there's a launch to it. When you are watching a good movie, before that movie came out, the movie had what? Trailers. The movie had what? Previews. The movie had what? A premiere. You understand me? So it went through phases before it got to the final launch. And it did things that allowed you to build up the suspense behind it. So then when you get into your business or your full lunch, you have really worked out all of the kinks. See, we're going to open up a business and got all type of kinks in there and then get upset when the people start complaining about all the stuff that's going wrong. But the problem is you didn't launch it properly. You didn't test it. You didn't stress test your business. There you go. See, you didn't test trust. Look, look, I'm getting tongue tied. You didn't stress test the business before you made it available to the entire public and then get upset with the consumer because they highlighting your mess ups. See? So we have to understand that there's proper steps in launching businesses, understanding the difference between opening and launching, because we're not opening anything. We need to be launching everything. When you look at successful artists, When you look at successful artists, right? They have to launch their album. They don't just drop the album. Beyonce just don't come through and just drop the album. She ain't just drop lemonade like, yeah, there you go. We ain't heard her in a month and she just come out the cut with, boom, here go the album. No, she has to launch it. Every successful artist that's looking to make their projections that they projecting to make, then they launch the album. They go on what? A media run. And during the media one run, what are they doing? They're talking about the product. They're talking about the album. They're talking about what's going on. They're talking about the process, getting you to buy in. Because see, when you buy in, by the time the release date come, you ready to go ahead and get that thing. But see, they did a bunch of things prior to the release date that would allow you to be ready, be primed up to go ahead and purchase, family. So these are the steps that need to be taken when it comes to doing business. The minister says we got to have a product. We have to be focusing on satisfying necessities, food, clothing, shelter, trade, and commerce, trade, and commerce. Trade is a skill. See, you, you thought this trade was just you trading this for that. That's a certain type of trade, but a trade also is a skill. So that means that when you get some of this STEMI money, you need to be getting you a trade. You need to be learning how to do a skill. You need to be learning how to do something when you don't have to rely on your nine to five to pay the bills. Because see, we come into that time now when you may not be able to work that nine to five and we are going to be making our exodus from this world into the new world and entrepreneurs are very important. Very important. Very important to our exodus family. So how are we going to go about making business family. How are we going to go about doing that? We need to be thinking about it. How about a book? Sounds good. How about a book? So yeah, so the minister said all of this is really a science. So really our business should be a science and we are scientists of business. We are scientists of business and we should be looking at it just like that. Most of your time should be spent looking at the data. When it comes to social media, you should be looking at your data. 
because your data is going to tell you exactly what you need to do. People be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what type of content to put out. You're not looking at the data because the data is going to tell you, the people are going to tell you what they like, what they don't like, when they online, when they're not online, when the best time to post, when the best time not to post. All that's there, all that's in the data. So you need to be collecting data. So when you talk about launching the business, you got three phases. You got your beta launch and you got your pre-launch and then you got your full launch. Well, in the beta launch, it's all about the data. You feel me? Beta is for the data. Beta is for the data family. So we have to launch the businesses in that manner In your beta phase is what's going to allow you to get the kinks out. You don't, you don't do, you don't do a beta launch to everybody. You do a beta launch to a small group of people. And you're going to want those small group of people to give you as much feedback as possible when it comes to the beta launch. And you're going to want to be gaining as much information, getting as much feedback as possible. Because once you close down that beta phase, you're going to go back and you're going to fix it. You should be studying. Here you go. You should be studying the negative reviews. You should be studying the negative reviews because inside of the negative reviews is the solution to that problem. Too many times we look at the negative reviews and we say that they hating on our business. They ain't want to support me. They ain't want to do this and do that. Nah, man, you got to stop. Stop the cap. <laughs> stop the cap right now. Stop the cap. No bullshit. Like, because you messing up. You messing up. In all reality, you messing up. So you got to look at the negative comments. Look at the negative reviews and say, mm, I'm going to fix that. Boom. I'm going to fix that. You should be living in the negative reviews. Because you should be taking those negative reviews and saying, yep, I'm going to fix that. So when you go back for the pre-launch, you're fixing everything. So you done hit everything in a negative review. You done hit everything in a negative review. So now when you come back out with that pre-launch and you open it up to a, more people, everybody, they don't have as much complaints now. You done fixed a lot of stuff. That's how you know you done got into success now. You moving in the right direction because you done got into your pre-launch phase and you done allowed your business or your product or your service to be stress tested now. See, I'm going through the phases in which you launch a business. I really got a troll in my comment section and I need somebody to come in here and get him out of here. He's he's spamming the comment section right now. But anyway, so we're going through the launch phases. So you got your beta for the data. You collecting, you collecting data in that phase. You want to get everything beat up. You're not trying to make no money in that situation. You're just trying to collect as much data as possible. Then boom, you living in the negative results and the negative feedback because you're going to take that negative feedback, apply it to the product or service or system, huh? Fix it all up. Then you're going to repackage it. Boom. For the pre-launch. Then the pre-launch come through. You don't have as many negative reviews now. So you're like, okay, okay. I'm making some progress. I'm doing some things now. Okay. Boom. But you're still going to have a few. So you're going to go back and you're going to look at those negative reviews again. You're going to look in that negative review again and say, okay, bang. Now I'm going to take these. I'm going to fix it up again. Then when you fix it up again, you repackage it. Boom. Full launch. Now, when you open it up for everybody on the full launch, they don't have nothing to say. Really? It's nothing to say because you done took all the criticism and you done took it and ironed all of that stuff out and your beta and your pre-launch. So now in your full launch, you pretty much got an indestructible product. Come on now. Pretty much have an indestructible product. Indestructible. 
That's what you want to do. And that's how you make your way to success. You understand? So the brother said he wasn't spamming. I don't, well, then I don't know what you were doing, brother, because you just keep commenting the same thing over and over and over and over again. So I don't know. That looks like spam to me. So I don't really understand. So anyway, but that's what we're trying to do. So we have to get that specific and strategic in our businesses. We don't even think about the marketing aspect. We'll open up a business, don't have a dollar in our pocket dedicated to marketing or any type of strategy in our mind when it comes to marketing. So in, in my mind, I'm saying, okay, you open up a business because a lot of black people do this. They're like, yeah, brother, we, we don't want to got a building. We getting ready to make this business. We're going to do this. Whoop, whoop. Okay. And I'm myself, I'm saying to myself, Okay, so how do you plan on getting this in front of the people? That's the first question I ask. Well, how do you plan on getting this in front of the people? Oh, well, we haven't even thought about marketing and advertising, though. We're just going to, you know, word of mouth. Word of mouth is good, but that's not everything that you need. We got to be thinking business-like. You understand? We got to be thinking business-like. So what does the marketing budget look like? What can I do that will cost me as less money as, as less money as possible that I can promote it. So you may have to go about promoting the brand. So you're going to have to become your own promotions and marketing team until you able to make enough money where you can hire somebody on. If you got funded by SBA or any other type of, uh, angel investors or, you know, venture capitalists or whatever the case may be, then you need to dedicate some of that bread to some strategic marketing at least six months out, right? Get with a team that can market your business that can start to drive traffic from social media to your website. You know, I got to plug it. We got the five day social media branding course and boot camp that's going on right now. Next class is tomorrow night. You want to tap in because we teaching our people how to brand on social media. We teaching our people how to brand on social media. So this is what you want to do. You need to get into that branding boot camp. All right. So you have to get that skill as a business owner. You need to know that because you want to keep the overhead low. So like I said, five day branding bootcamp started yesterday. You missed that class, but you gonna have access to it all the way up until the 28th. So if you're going to go ahead and get in, you need to get in ASAP Jack, get into that class so we can do that. You understand business. So we understand and taking care of that marketing piece because the, the word has to go out. It has to get out in front of people so that now they can start to know and they'll know to patronize you. Because it's, it's, it's good to have a business, but if you're just depending on foot traffic, depending on where you're located, you're going to be in trouble. Even if you're on the busiest street, you're going to be in trouble. Because if it's not appealing, it's no need for me to stop there. There may be thousands of cars that ride past, but if it's not appealing, then there's no need for me to stop there. So all of this must go into our mindset when we're thinking about business. And we're thinking about opening up a business. You feel me? So our brother Christopher, and you know I like to keep the comments, I put the comments up so people are able to see. It says, uh, in retrospect, we need to change our people's way of thinking for the life of me. I can't see why we give somebody else your money instead of spending it with your own people. Well, we've been taught self-hate. And because we've been taught self-hate, we hate ourselves, so we definitely hate the other self, which is our brothers and our sisters. So it's difficult for us to give our dollars to them because we're dealing with our own situation. So that's why the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the black man and woman in America has to be completely re-educated, completely re-educated because of the mind that you have adopted 
and I sojourn in America. So that's why the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan are a threat to white supremacy because the teachings are a complete re-education of the black man and woman in America. Black man and woman in America will be completely re-educated through the teachings. Straight up. So that's what we have to be focused on when we're talking about business and how we can build ourselves. Not doing business to help our 400-year-old slave master and continue his world. The minister said that that's, that's the slave master giving you a job to keep you employed for him to build his world. God is trying to make a new world using you and I. So you can't continue to work that job building his world that's going out when the God is trying to use you and I to build a new world. Straight like that. Real talk now. Real talk now, family. So listen, that's my time for today. And uh, I thank I, I thank you all for joining us. I appreciate everybody that comes each and every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and join us at the Campaign TV Show podcast. I pray that this laid pressure on your mind for all of my entrepreneurs that's out here and maybe listening to this. So that we can go back in our chambers now and reevaluate what we got going on, reevaluate how we can go about launching a business now instead of just opening a business. Take heed to the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And we appreciate the donation that came in as well. If you would like to donate to the campaign TV show, it's scrolling across the bottom. We do Cash App as well as PayPal, but we appreciate those who have donated thus far. See? And we pray that the God blesses it a thousandfold. So what you gave, we want you to get a thousandfold of that back because it allows us to keep doing what we're doing with the show, family. So I certainly appreciate each and every one of you that come through and just hang out with us at the Campaign TV Show. We have these intelligent dialogues and these cultural uh, conversations as it pertains to things that's going on in our community. So, again, may Allah continue to bless you with the light of understanding. And I leave you in the greeting words of peace, as we say it in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum, family. And make sure, make sure that if you are in need of help with your social media branding, you need to go ahead and tap in to my boot camp that is going on right now. Just started yesterday. Shout out to my business partner, my sister, Marquis Murphy, a.k.a. the Startup Queen. We are working on this together on the five-day social media branding boot camp. And launched yesterday. We had a great class yesterday. And if you are interested in that, then you need to go ahead and uh, go to my Instagram, click the link in the bio on my Instagram, and go ahead and get yourself in the class. It's going to say join boot camp. You can join the boot camp right then and there, family. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help the people solve some problems so that we can have entrepreneurs flourishing out here so that we can build the nation and stop taking donations thinking we're going to be doing anything uh, uh, um, worthwhile off donations. You can't build no nation off donations. It don't work like that. We'll be working for another 150 years waiting on people to donate. No, we need businesses that can establish the money that's necessary to build the hospitals, build the schools, build the banks, all of that kind of stuff. Straight like that. Take money to make money, family. So I appreciate you. We're going to go out on Splacho Desi again.
Same way we came in is the same way we going out. Spot your desert. All right. So until next time, family, and make sure y'all check out the podcast from last night. I did a podcast last night as well, where we went over Judas and the black Messiah. I did the podcast last night and we went over Judas and the black Messiah. So I want you to check that out. That's on the timeline. You can also check it out on YouTube and it's going to be uploaded on all those uh, podcast audio platforms, Spotify, Google, Anchor, all that good stuff tonight. So you're going to be wanting to check that out, family. So make sure you tap in over there. All right. Well, peace and blessings. Assalamu alaikum. Black Massa right here. Splot your Desi. What up? We out. I was brought up in, quote, Bedford Stuyvesant in my town. But I would like to say what scares us is I think we hear violence. What you fear. And it's a deep guilt thing. White folks suffer. You are afraid that if we ever come to power, we will do to you and your fathers what you and your people have done to us. Scary, ain't it? Hope all that fear that you living with was worth it. I look like praising y'all God. He never showed us mercy. Will my dogs get praise to Allah? Ain't a picture perfect, sir. They say they listen if you preach, but it's all about how you work. How would you feel if I put lashes across your back? Come beat your man. Number of ridicule and cap, bitch, we been up on